Hey everybody, Steve here with Local Level Podcast. We're here at Rep's Place in Rolling Meadows, and I'm sitting with Nick Redding of Red Ops Productions. Yes, sir. Pleasure to have you on, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so uh, you had a long day today. Where'd you just come from? Uh, I was just out in D.C. Well, yeah. What for? For work? Uh, or? Yeah, for work. Yeah, we were filming um, uh, one of my YouTube channels that I'm working on with a, a, a client of mine. Uh, he just opened a coffee shop out in uh, out in the D.C. area. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just got a little tour in that, you know, last night. Saw some stuff at the Capitol. And then, um, yeah, jumped on a flight this morning and now wow. I'm here. Action-packed day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So tell us a little bit about Red Ops Productions. I know that you were a uh, combat videographer. Yeah. So yep. where did that – I don't know where to start, man. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's, there's a long history here of – video in me. Um, so when I was a kid, you know, I got inspired by a, a lot of movies. I was really into movies when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I just kind of didn't really have too much direction throughout high school. And then uh, I kind of just stumbled into it, really. You know, wow. um, I started out at the uh, the Art Institute, actually, um, that, that's closed now. It's It was over in Schaumburg. So okay. I was real familiar with this area. And um, yeah, I started out on a different program, didn't like it. And then I was like, uh, what am I going to do? And then I just kind of just kind of fell into it. And I really had a, uh, I really felt like I found my, my niche as, as far as, uh, you know, my profession went. And, um, like when I was a kid, I used to take my parents like camcorder and I mean, uh, you know, Johnny Knoxville and Bam Margaret yeah, really big I, at that time. Absolutely. <laughs> so. I, I came up around the same time for sure. So, uh, yeah. skate videos and all that. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And so, um, you, you wanted to do this before you joined the military then. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you, you went in and you told them that. And so how did that process go? Well, it was, it was hard to get it. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what had happened? Um, so I, when I enlisted, my wife was like pregnant. Oh, wow. And at this time I was just like freelancing, you know? So I was just, I didn't, really have a, a job so to say so i was yeah. really trying my hardest to to figure something out because i i do like the idea of working for myself yeah of course and and that's what motivated me but then we found out my wife was pregnant it was so her first kid it's time to really make something happen yeah get time to grow up yeah you know and so i went to the recruiter's office told them my whole story and they're like what's a combat camera guy None of them knew what that, you know, that that's what you told them you wanted to be. Yeah. I, they didn't I, know. I knew exactly what I wanted to be going in there <laughs> and they had no idea. We're like, well, we got this other job. We either got MP, you know, military police, or we got a ammunition specialist. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. So I knew I had to do something quick. Mm -hmm. And from the time I walked into that recruiting station to the time I shipped out it was three weeks. Jeez. So I was quick. all in. What age were you then? I was 23. 23. Yeah. And uh, you served for how long? Uh, close to five years. Wow. Yeah, about four years and nine months. So you got deployed? Yeah. Like yeah. right away? Pretty quick, yeah. Yeah, pretty Jeez. quick. So I got, so basic training, right? Mm -hmm. Got through that. Uh, wife was still pregnant, you know, yeah. and then I got through my, you know, my job training. And I was, I was kind of stuck in Virginia for a little while. So I was waiting on orders to go because I was stationed in Germany first. Okay. And so I was kind of getting a little anxiety. I was like, my baby's coming. And like, yeah, that's so, a lot. Yeah. And then by the time that, you know, my wife went into labor, I was, I got special permission to go home. Oh, that's good. But I had to go right back 10 days later. Man. And then from that, I finished my, my job school, went home for 10 days and then shipped out to Germany right away. Wow. Yeah. Even moving quick with it. That's like whiplash. It, it, it was. You come home and then you get, got to go. <laughs> got to go. I'm sure she wasn't too enthused about that. No, but she, she knew that it was for, you know, 
the, yeah. the, the, the higher purpose, you know, sure. Because we, we have the, the baby on the way or the baby now, yeah. you know, at this time the baby was here. And then uh, when I got to Germany, it took, it took about four or five months for me to actually get them there. Oh, wow. So, okay, so. I, I wasn't a, a, they called it a, a sponsored, I wasn't a sponsored tour. So I had to do all this paperwork and with the government, all this. It's, yeah. It's a it, bunch of red tape. And yeah. Red tape takes a long time to do. Yeah, I can imagine. So by the time I got them there, we deployed to Kuwait. Wow. So I was in Kuwait for about nine, nine months or so. And this whole time, you know, I didn't really get a chance to like hang out with my daughter. Yeah. And I was, it's rough. A lot of guilt, you know, I, I felt really guilty. And, uh, you know, when I came home, she was walking, you know, kind of talking. She was, yeah. she was a big kid already. Sure. You know, so I missed out on a lot. And I, you know, it, that weighs heavy on my shoulders because, you know, I wanted to be really involved with my daughter. And I was like doing all this stuff that I thought was the right thing to do. Right. And then, um, yeah, so when I got home, look, Kuwait was interesting because this was 2014. This is like, you know, nothing's really going on yeah. until, uh, you know, a group by the name of ISIS decided to get all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> those so, guys. Yeah, those guys, right? Man. And, and so we ended up in, uh, we ended up going to uh, Baghdad International Airport to uh, support, because I, I was an ammo handler at the time, so I was working with okay. the Apache helicopters. Okay. Um, and so... You know, I was up there for about a month, came back home. You know, we were just, it was just really busy time. Yeah. And then when I, when I got home, I, they, it's kind of a funny thing. Someone found out that I went to school for film production. Okay. And they were like, we need some help in our public affairs shop for like the whole brigade. Very nice. And so the sergeant major of the brigade kind of made a drug deal with my, my unit. Oh, wow. And so I got over there and that's how I kind of ended up in the combat photography comp cam world because i had all this training and all this other stuff they're like why aren't you this job yeah i'm like dude i tried really hard to get it yeah <laughs> yeah the guy didn't even know what it I was no idea and so i i got there and just I, I did some work i did a lot of work for them and they loved what i did sure so they signed a memo saying that you know the, the colonel you know the Fulberg colonel was like i'm gonna approve your wow job switch and he, i didn't even have That's to go fate. through the school I didn't have to go through the schoolhouse because I had professional right experience and then school. Wow. Well, you know, that's uh, that's really good luck right there. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Those, it was. Those, those pieces fell together pretty good for you. <laughs> um, so that's that's awesome. I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's great for a resume, too. Yeah. And after you get out, that's that's an awesome story. Absolutely. So um, I'm sure you got a lot of uh, action you know, running and gunning that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I, so when I switched my jobs, um, I immediately went to uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina mm -hmm. and I was in a uh, third PSYOP battalion. So I was in like the special operations world, you know, Yeah. without even being like a special ops qualified person. I was, you know, support guy. Wow. So I worked in the, uh, in, in a media, you know, unit. So we, we helped produce stuff for the psychological operations people and yeah. special forces. That's, and all. that's a scary word. There's a lot of crazy things you probably can't talk about. There is a little bit of stuff I can't talk about. It'd be more interesting if you said, yeah, there's yeah, a lot I of know. stuff. There, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, you know, being a little facetious. There is a lot of stuff that, you know, that I did that, I, you know, we really helped out in the Middle East at that time. And, yeah. you know, it came full circle because, again, ISIS popped up. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on then. Yeah. 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 So we, we ended up doing a lot of good stuff. And, you know, I, I'd like to think that we, like, save some people's lives with some of the things that we were producing and 
putting good information out there that was true and accurate yeah helpful information to our cause absolutely that's what absolutely. matters yeah and, and then and the people of the countries that we were helping out you know north africa and in the middle east sure yeah that's uh it's that's super interesting work mm -hmm. i mean uh that's got to be one of the most fulfilling things you've ever done oh yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely i mean i i can't i mean i was like stuck in an office right yeah but the work that I was doing, I was kind of getting some feedback. I didn't get much feedback because, you know, they got their secret, yeah. you know, filters right. that they really can't say. But they're like, if they kept you on, then it was probably a good sign. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so they were like, man, you're doing a really good job. I mean, I, my whole team was doing awesome, you know, and I just I I, I really dedicated myself to that cause. And um, my well, reason for getting out was I wanted more time with my kids because yeah, by this course. time I had two more kids. I had three all together. Oh, wow, man. You move quickly. <laughs> this story's moving along really fast. Yep. That's yep. awesome yep. though. That's awesome. Um, I mean, that's, that's a highlight right there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, so, okay. So let's, let's jump ahead. Yep. You, you did all that. Yep. Got experience doing what you wanted to do in the armed forces. And, um, I'm sure you can do a whole podcast talking about that. Yeah. Um, so, Let's let's move to when you got out mm -hmm. and you, you you touched down. Now what were you gonna do? What was next? I I knew that I wanted my own business, mm -hmm. right? I knew I wanted that, and I kind of started making some baby steps towards it. I was freelancing for some other companies and just kind of getting some experience in the civilian world. Sure, because yeah. obviously it's, it's, it's totally different, very different. Yeah. And I knew I wanted my own production company. I knew I wanted that, so I needed that experience. But I kind of got sidetracked a little bit because i was kind of scared like where's the money coming from hmm. i was making okay money you know i was yeah. making enough but i knew i needed more yeah you know? so yeah. um i started doing some sales um for some real estate education you know i was really trying to hustle there and i just i just didn't feel that was me it wasn't your calling yeah, exactly exactly yeah. so there was like about a nine month stint that i was trying to do that make that a reality and then i thought i wanted to be a cop and i was like you know, I made some, you know, steps towards that, but nothing, yeah. nothing ended up panning out until I really like focused, like laser focused on production, like video production. And then it was just, everything just started rolling. And again, quickly. Yeah. Very yeah. quickly. Well, I mean, when you, when you have your eye focused on something, once you finally drill down on that one thing, yep. you can move quickly, yes. you know, and it, it happens. It, you don't even, you look back and you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Right. We're here already. Yep. Um, so that's that's awesome. And um, now, with with Red Ops, mm -hmm. what is it that you primarily do? Who who are your clients? What do you what do you like to do? So um, right now, mo mostly my clients are, are small businesses. Yeah. And for some reason, well, not for some reason, but a lot of veteran-owned businesses have sure. been reaching out to me because they see they see what I do. And we, we kind of have this already kind of the, this understanding of each other. Sure. You know, regardless yeah. if they were old timers or, you know, maybe they were a little bit before me or after me. Like a code of conduct. They know yeah. what they're getting kind of, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of integrity. And actually, you know, in the military, integrity is like high up there on, yeah. you know, as far as um, values go. Sure. And so with the integrity, we there's just like this, you know, unspoken understanding already. Mm -hmm. So I work with um, I've worked with uh, restaurants recently um, over the summer. I had this uh, big corporate account with uh, some of the local hotels over in Schaumburg. OK, um, I worked for them all summer. And then, um, yeah, just it, small businesses. I, I, I like to put together marketing videos. I like to tell stories. And sure. I think that's 
I don't think I know that this is why I wanted to do this because the purpose behind this podcast is to tell that story. Yeah, it is. And I just felt like this was such a awesome connection that me too. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, we're here. I make stories, <laughs> but also, you know, I, I like, I like to share people's stories because I feel like in, in businesses and especially small businesses, there is a huge story behind it all. Yeah. And yeah. that's really how you make this connection with your customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at one point or another, they were just like you. Yeah. And, and you learn that when you, when you do, I mean, you're in the same type of business that I am. Yeah. Um, when you deal with somebody, they're passionate about their thing. Mm-hmm. It's life or death for them. Yeah. You know, they've, they've gone all in mm-hmm. on their career path, you know, working for themselves as a small business owner. Um, so, you know, there's that level of respect. Yeah. And uh, when you deal with them, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy to, you know, you have to, you have to, uh, it's not just like working for, you know, a, a corporate thing or whatever that doesn't, you know, yeah. it, it's like you're working for a person that has goals. Yep. And so you have to kind of get on board with that. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, like I said, I, I do um, these conversations with people for work all mm-hmm. the time, you know, um, it, trying to figure out what that goal is. Yeah. And, uh, and and that's why I'm doing this podcast because I think it's helpful to to kind of highlight that and show people because um, everybody does have a, a, a serious story. Everybody has one bestseller, yeah. You know they say, yeah, um, or one Oscar-winning role, you know, <laughs> which is their life. Yep. So documenting that is so important, and uh, I, I definitely uh, get where you're coming from on that. Mm-hmm. And um, now. Uh, Moving from the military to starting your own thing, obviously doing freelancing, you mm-hmm. pick up little uh, sur- surprises and little things along the way each time. What are some of the biggest surprises that you've dealt with since you've gone into business for yourself? The amount of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because me used to freelancing, you know, it'd be one off jobs, right? So I'd either edit somebody else's video or, you know, I'd be on set to shooting all day, not have to worry about the edit. Yeah. But then when I start doing everything myself, it's pretty overwhelming. Yeah. And especially when you like the shoot, shoot's not so bad, right? But that's the fun s- part. That's the fun part. Exactly. Yeah. But when you sit down to edit, you're like, I have all this footage. I have all this stuff that I need to piece together to make a coherent yeah. video. Right. To really encompass that person's story. And that's, I, I feel like that's the hardest part. That's where the most energy and work is done. And I, my wife just like, after a full day of editing, she looks at me she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not, you know, I wasn't physically doing anything. Yeah. It's a mental burden. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like a mental exhaustion. You're just like, man, I just can't think now. You don't want to do anything but stare, <laughs> right. you know, no conversation, nothing. No, nope. Especially when uh, a, a premiere crashes three times. So. <sighs> I'm dealing with that a lot lately. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's putting together the editing process. What's your workflow on that? How do you, uh, how do you do this? Do you take breaks? You know, do you, do you go out film one day? Do you kind of put it together in your head? Do you take notes? How do you do it? So, uh, it, it all depends on the job, you know, but usually with these, um, like the brand stories that I, I, I put together, um, I do have a idea of how I would, would like the video to look like. Yeah. You know, if it's a restaurant, I really want to encompass the full process of the food preparation. You know, um, I worked with a, um, a barbecue place way, way up in Hebron. It's like right on the border of Wisconsin. It's like yeah. 20 minutes from um, Lake Geneva. It's called Beaner's Mexican Barbecue. Okay. It's very, very good. Don't let the name throw you off. 
but it's really good. Um, uh, Mike, the owner over there, he's a Marine Corps vet. Uh, but I, that's a unique thing to have Mexican fusion with barbecue. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that I had to figure out in my own head that what, what I wanted to capture. So there is some planning that goes on, you know, storyboarding and, you know, trying to do the right filmmaking process mm-hmm. and then sitting down. It's almost like I, I black out in, huh. in a weird way. Like I just yeah. I kind of just let my my feelings and my gut instinct. Yeah. Dictate what I put together in the timeline. And then it just ends up working. Well, that's good <laughs> when, it, when it ends up working. Exactly. What are some of the times where you struck out? Oh, man. Times I've struck out sales, sales, closing business. Yeah. Well, sometimes people mistake burnout for strikeout. I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I did sales for a long time and, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to kind of uh, go through the motions and make money and it's great when you're making money and, you know, yeah. whatever, but you're pushing a boulder up a hill constantly. Exactly. And it's just, uh, it's not fulfilling because mm-hmm. you don't get a product at the end. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just now you got to do it again. <laughs> right. So so that's that's I get it. I mean, uh, people that are, are in creative fields, that's that's not the right type of work. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, it, it can be fulfilling at times just because you're maybe coming up with creative pitches. Mm-hmm. But that's the extent that I can figure out. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, you know, it's not like you're done doing sales because you have to do sales to get new clients. Exactly. So how do you get your clients? So um, a lot of the. Lately, it's been referrals, but a lot is just social media. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Um, that works wonders yeah. for, for people like, you know, me who... Visual. Yeah, exactly. Visual. Yeah. So um, just reaching out to local businesses and, and, you know, just getting to know them and um, just kind of trying to build a connection. Yeah. You know, being yeah. two small business owners, you know, what, what can we benefit from, you know, each other? Sure. So I always look at the value that I'm providing to them and then the value that they provide to their future clients or customers. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, your, your, your value is, is putting something, I don't know, bringing it to life. Yeah. 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 It it, it is. It's bringing their, their value to life Mm -hmm. for their customers. Now, another thing, and this is why I had a a slip up in my mind. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to say was, you know, uh, a lot of times when you start doing this type of stuff coming from freelance, you undervalue. Yeah. The stuff that you have. So yeah. you give things away. And uh, so have you gotten out of that process yet? Yeah. Or you have? I, I think so. I, I think I'm at a point now. And actually, I've given in to being just the one man band. Can't do it all. Right. Yeah, of course. So I, um, I'm taking on a partner. OK. And it's it's my brother in law. And he is very good at the business stuff. Let me tell you. That's good. Yeah. He um, he has a real good understanding of, of client satisfaction and just being able to um, ne- negotiate and navigate that hard stuff that I, I it's, it's not even that I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Just that I'm no good at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And you, you know, it, with, with creatives and, and, mm-hmm. and things where, where you have to, especially with, with video, that is a full-time job. Oh yeah. And in order for you to grow, you have to delegate tasks out to other people. Yeah. Whether it's just taking on a, a VA, you know, an assistant to do things, yeah. paperwork and proposals. That's that's it saves a lot of time. Oh yeah. And people think, you know, when they start that um, spending that money is going to take is going to, you know, it's it's 
it's not worth it because you can do it yourself. Yeah. That's that's not the right way to think because you're investing mm-hmm. in yourself. You're basically paying somebody else to allow you to do what you do best to maximize the value. And uh, that's the hardest thing that I've found. Yeah. Um, you know, giving up the reins mm-hmm. to your thing because your product is your, your creative work. Yeah. So it's like, who else can determine your, your vision? Who else can say it better? Yeah. You know, all the d- different things. Have you dealt with that yet? Are you dealing with that now? I'm going through that process as we speak. Yeah. I'm learning to take a step back from, you know, the business stuff because I feel like it's, I'm getting so busy that it's taking away from my creative, yeah. you know, process, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I have to worry about proposals. I have to worry about, you know, even yeah. keeping up with social media. Like my wife helps me out big time with that. But even like just trying to think about, oh, what what post should I do today? What should yeah. I do today? Is this going to sound good? Is the ad copy good? Is is this engaging? Right. Yeah. So being able to delegate that is has been just a, a, a crazy astronomical um, change of thought yeah. to me recently, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm able, I, I, so we talk about value, right? Yeah. And you, we, we pay money for that value. And I was like, I can do it all myself. Yeah. I have a lot of experience. You, you, know? f- you think you're saving money. Exactly. But in, in the long run, I think you're losing money. Yeah. You're yeah. losing productivity. Exactly. Time that you could be spending, you know, doing the top level stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. There, there's people that don't have the skills. Mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. so you know you, they have the skills for the other thing yeah and uh a lot of times with with what i do you know i, I like to creative ideas i like to do all that but i'm not like a coder mm-hmm. you know i can do it to an extent sure but there's way better people that can do that <laughs> and i could pay them money that i could take three times longer yep. you know doing it and trying to you know trial and error but you know, I could just pay somebody once. I know it'll get done right. And mm-hmm. I can focus on the stuff that actually is what I do. Absolutely. You know? And uh, and that's that's really liberating. Yeah. Um, so, you know, good luck on that. Thank that's, you. It's one of the biggest, biggest hurdles that people. Yeah. You know, it, it makes you burn out. It makes you doubt what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Have you uh, has there ever been a time since you started or getting into it that you were like, Maybe this isn't the right move. I got I got bills. Yeah. Oh man. I you know I I I think I deal with that at least on a weekly basis. Yeah. But I know perseverance is only going to make the end result that much better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, staying the course, um, d- discipline, staying disciplined in thought. Like I listen to this guy all the time, Jocko Willink. He's a Navy oh, SEAL. Yeah. yeah. I love listening to his stuff because it, it keeps me on that path, the path that. I've already set for myself. And if I keep deviating away from that path, it's only going to prolong the inevitable. Yeah. Cause I know if I, if I would have ended up being a cop, you know, how long would I have done that before? Sure. Before I'm like, Oh, this ain't for me. It's not the thing, you know? Yeah. And so I've learned this through that process of getting off the war, you know, he calls it the war path, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's so relatable, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. He's yeah. And I'm familiar. Yeah. And I, I really like what he has to say, but anyway, um, just staying down that path, staying that, staying disciplined in that end result, that end goal. Like, where do you want to see yourself at that end goal? Yeah. So where do you want to see yourself? I mean, what were you going to be in five years? Five years. Um, I'd really like to start doing movies, doing movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like not, maybe not like necessarily big Hollywood movies. Cause as we all know, there's like that, the gate, you know, yeah, Hollywood that, that's, gate. that's not completely up to you. Yeah, exactly. You know? 
so it's like uh, that's that's kind of you know you gotta you gotta pay to play yeah that stuff but that's I mean everybody has to have goals with that absolutely so what what do you have you looked into the steps that you have to take to make that happen yeah and and right now I'm in this building stage right so I'm, I'm building up with you know working locally and you know even if I get stuff out of state um that's all gonna help build that that gold to the movies like I really want to create independent movies. So you, what you mean is you, do you want to, you want to film them or do you want to edit them? What do you, I would just kind of like to see the whole, you want to just process. get in it. Yeah, somehow. exactly. Exactly. And I, I really like to see stuff that I've thought of or come up with and tell stories of the stuff that I'd like to see done. So what would be like your, your, you know, moonshot, what's your dream goal, dream job, I guess, I, specifically, I would say, directing producing um movies about like military stories okay and I, I, the reason why i say that is because we watch these military movies and i, I give all respect to the world somebody who ever makes a movie yeah even if it flops because there's so much work that goes yeah. into it it's just unfortunately there's so many inaccuracies that we see in military movies nowadays mm-hmm. and i i don't want to say it's it's disrespectful to service members but it could be done in such a more informative way. Sure. And I don't know if it's going to be like nonfiction, fiction, you know, like where am I going to run with this? I'd really like to stick with the um, nonfiction. I really want to tell the real stories of these people because, you know, being in D.C. yesterday, you know, we drove by um, just, you know, Arlington Cemetery and you just see all the headstones. It's just ridiculous how long it goes for. Yeah. And I think about that. I'm like, every little headstone has a story to tell. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I what I'd really like to do, um, my grandfather on my dad's side, he fought in Korea. And there was the, like the series of events that happened over there. And I just like, man, that that needs to be told. Yeah. To understand, you know, the, what these military members have, have gone to go through. Yeah, those are, I mean, every single one of those headstones is an amazing story. Yeah. And uh, it's like, uh, it's almost a, a daunting task to even try to take it on. Yeah. You know, do it justice, a real person. Exactly. Um, so you're thinking more documentary filmmaking. Huh? Yeah, documentary. Um, um, I don't know if you're familiar with that Medal of Honor series on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. it's really good. So what they do is, you know, they, they'll have interviews of the... Um, you know, the service members, you know, families or mm-hmm. friends, people who served with them. And then they have like a, uh, a you know, a reproduction of the events that happened. Okay. And yeah. so what I'd really like to do is that part, the reproduction of the stories. Sure. You know, really show where these men and women are from. Yeah, it's rare because, you know, so, I mean, it's like a whole life in itself mm-hmm. uh, doing a film, you know, uh, getting to the point where you can do those films. Yeah. But then you, you have to have the background experience, too, to know the, the subject matter. Exactly. And put it in the right, you know, light. So, um, I mean, uh, whenever you see somebody that's kind of attempted that, yeah, you, you get the ones where it's like unlimited ammo and nobody gets hit. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what, what are some examples of, of films that you think maybe got it right? I would have to say um, Lone Survivor did an awesome job because they actually had the guy as a military advisor on the movie. Yeah. You know, and I know that's not going to be possible for everything, but they had they they took the proper steps to make that right. Mm -hmm. And I think um, American Sniper also did 
something very similar. Yeah, where they, where they had like uh, uh, they I, I think for American Sniper they actually had like the real people, some of the real people. yeah, some people who were part of his team. Yeah. And actually, speaking of seals, you know, Jocko Willing, um, Chris Kyle was on not necessarily his team, but in his unit. Yeah. So Jocko was the leader in that in that point. So yeah, right. That's right. I just heard him talking about that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it's just, but now you know we live in a time where you know. We've, I mean, I mean, I've, I grew up around the war. Iraq was going on since I was in yeah. high school. Yeah. So it, we, we have the ability to have these people around who were actually there to kind of help us along this process. Mm-hmm. So as far as like older, you know, um, wartime stuff, that's going to be more challenging, but that's kind of the stuff I want to tackle. Um, okay. There's, there's stuff. And I know there's been talks about this movie coming up, but the Harlem help, um, Harlem Hellfighters, Hell, I, I might be butchering that name, but it was a, um, a a unit of all African-American males back in World War One. Oh, yeah, sure. And there was a comic book, a graphic novel about it. I'm like, that would be amazing as a movie because mm-hmm. that story needs to be told. Do you think that there's like, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of times now, I mean, just with social media and just with like the ability to create like mm-hmm. what we're doing right now. Yeah. You know, there's nobody telling us what we can and can't do. Exactly. Um, so do you think that there's a spot for you to just start creating shorter clips mm-hmm. and, you know, show, show things off uh, uh, to the right people? If you, if you can put, do it a few times and show it to the right people, then people will get involved with that stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, have you, what have you uh, thought about doing to kind of, actually take steps to get into it like i mean even putting like you said little independent productions maybe not even 10 minutes yeah you know putting that together and showing what you know myself and 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 my team are capable of doing and like you said get in front of the right people you know like you know creating stuff like that obviously costs money yeah you know there's a lot of financial stuff that's involved but I, I, I tread lightly around that because you got to really find the right people you want to work with. Yeah, yeah. Because there is some oversight that they would want to have because you know they're putting the money up. Right, and that's the that's the struggle. You know, when you have mm-hmm. people paying you money to get things done, then yeah, you know, now it's their thing. Right. So it's like, uh, yeah, that's a that's that's why we led with it's not completely up to you. Yeah. Um, yep. But uh, I mean, that's I think that for anybody that's been in the service and, 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 you know, done the actual job that you're talking about doing. Yeah. That kind of goes hand in hand. It's, I think it's a perfect fit. So, yeah. you know, good luck with that. Thank part. you. <laughs> I need a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. But. It's a lot of luck. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something that's possible for sure. Um, so, I mean, with your business now, uh, you know, what, what, what would you say is your best work so far? Let's just start there. Oh, best work so far. You know, I'd have to say those the, the brand story videos that I put together okay. because I feel like I have an eye for people's stories. Yeah. Like their origin stories, you know, if you sure. want to use, you know, yeah. comic book terms. But um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, I'm able to piece together in in a fashion that really is engaging and genuine mm-hmm. you know, people's stories because actually working with the Mexican barbecue place, I actually had a chance to talk with some people who went into the restaurant because of that video. Oh, nice. Very and nice. There's not a lot of opportunities that I would have to do that. Yeah. And so that I pays was off a lot. Absolutely. So I was asked, able to ask them questions like, you know, where'd you see the video? Yeah. Oh, we saw it here. 
you know, what'd you think about it? And not, and I didn't tell him, Hey, I made this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wanted a, a right. true unbiased, you know, opinion about mm -hmm. it. Um, and one of the things that said was, you know, genuine, it, the content came out very genuine. And that's really what I want to, you know, put out there is people genuinely speaking about their story and where they're at now and where they want to be. So tell me a little bit about this video, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, and obviously we'll put a link to it. Is that possible? Is yeah. That oh, yeah. Okay. So we'll do that. But um, tell me a little bit about it. So what what was the planning process? How did you uh, get the idea mm -hmm. uh, of the direction you were going to go? How did you put it together? How long did it take? And, um, you know, how much input did you get from the actual client? Okay. So from the beginning, um, when, you know, Mike and I spoke, I really just went up there for a couple hours, got to know Mike himself, like just, you know, just speaking, talking, asking questions. I ask a lot of questions because yeah, I, you have I, to. I want to know exactly who they are and where they're coming from or where they want to be. Yeah. And then I see how their operations work. I see what goes on behind the scenes. I see all the work that goes in. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, I come up with, because I'm a very visual thinker. Sure. So I'm like, what would look really good to put in this because I want to know that what the client sees is the most important thing. So I could have a, a certain view of what I think, but yeah. that could be different from what the client thinks. So that's where my wife comes in because she okay. kind of helps like she can, you know, she comes in with a different perspective. She's like, I like this. I like this. I don't like this. And I'm like, gotcha. Because <laughs> sometimes it's, it might be hard. Yeah, you know? it's really hard. It's really hard, though, um, to take criticism. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? Constructively. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad. Yeah. I always take it with um, an unbiased look in myself, an objective look in myself. Yeah. Because I have to take a step back from my biases towards my own work. Of course. Because, you know, I don't think my work is the best work that can possibly out there. Because that's impossible. Yeah, I don't have that kind of better. money. Yeah. yeah. And I can always, always improve, always learn, but being objective with what other people's input is, that's the hard part, but that's also the most that I'm going to get out of putting that final product together. Yeah. And there's two, there's two parts of that because criticism is not all equal. Yeah. Because, you know, and this is something that I told people that I've worked for, not going to, or work with, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like, cause they'll, you know, if you have, you ever had a, a, a client that will maybe ask their sister or somebody oh, like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, Where, sure. You know, and there's just, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Well, why they have no background, no, no understanding of reasons. it, no valid reason. It's just <laughs> because you ask, they have something, you know, to criticize Yeah. to help. Yep. And that's usually what it is, but it's not something that's constructive. Yeah. And that's uh, that's something that you can fall into a lot of times. And that's something that it, it will, will make you step back from something that could be just improved upon. Sure. Um, so I've dealt with that. Have mm -hmm. you dealt with something like that before? Actually, what, so I posted the video to a, a group out in McHenry County. It's like McHenry County Food Critic. The, I, I, right when I posted the video, the first comment was great food, bad video. Oh. And I'm like. And of course, I'm like, if you see that, you're going to look at the guy's profile. You know, so I went in, I'm like, this looks like a fake account. <laughs> no pictures, no nothing. And eventually, within probably about five, ten minutes, because I put the laughing emoji on there. So, I mean, that's that's kind of funny. To yeah, me, yeah it's funny, though. It's just like a canceled. <laughs> right. Yeah. And 
you know, 10 minutes later, the, the comment was deleted. So I was like, it was just a fake account. Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. And, you know, like or don't like my video, I really don't care because there's an audience for everybody. Yeah. Right. And it may not be your thing and I'm not going to judge you for that. Sure. But, you know, it, it's criticism. It, and, you know, especially when I'm talking about, you know, like that five year goal. Yeah. Man, it's going to be there. There is critics upon critics yeah, for are. this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and specifically in your industry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's good, though. Mm -hmm. It means people are watching. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, if nobody, if you don't hear anything, nobody's watching it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, you know. Um, exactly. But yeah, no, that, that's, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's great to hear um, the beginning part of something mm -hmm. because it's safe to say that you're going to be doing this for the long haul. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, if you take steps to, to grow your business and you're in the process right now of delegating tasks out to other people, mm -hmm. Um, what, what would you like to make your job be within your own company? Would you like to be the lead editor? Would you like to hire editors? Would you like to just be the vision behind the projects and tell people what to do? Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourself in your company in five years? So I have this philosophy of, of this. And so I've spent so many years just being like the jack of all trades, right? Yeah. Yeah. And a master of none. Um, I, if I see somebody that I, some like, let's say I'm looking for another, you know, a second shooter or an editor, you know, I see their work, I will trust that person completely, 100% trust in them that they'll deliver on the product. So oversight, all that stuff, micromanaging, it's not me. Yeah. Because I trust that person's skill set because they love this as much as I do. It's hard to find. It is very hard to find. And it takes a lot of time to vet everybody, too, that yeah. they're on that same level as you. And not even maybe just not their skills, but their mindset as well. Yeah. And what I'd like to see me as in my own business, you know, scaling and all that other stuff is just really giving opportunities to people who enjoy this, that really want to be this. Because I know that person that's not just doing it for a job. Yeah. That person's all in. This yeah. person who just wants a paycheck, they're going to just do the bare minimum to get by. Yeah. It's a stepping stone to something else. Exactly. And you know, I, I, I know I, I've, I've been there myself. Yeah, sure. You know, I haven't been all in on something and, and my work showed. Yeah. And I was very disappointed in myself that I let myself get to that point. Mm -hmm. yeah. But what I really want to be is just, I don't know. That's a good question because I've always just seen myself as, you know, just doing my own work. But when you get people involved, yeah, I really just want to give people opportunities. And I don't know if that's even a position, but... Well, when you own a business, sure it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and well, I mean that's that's great. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I think that if you're able to provide an opportunity for somebody, that's a good thing. Yeah, you know? I mean that's you're in a good place. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's easier to have people that are invested when mm -hmm. you're invested. Yeah. And it, people are attracted to that. They can they can sense it. Yeah. Um, but it is uh, it is really hard to find people. Yeah. You know because. A lot of people like that are already trying to do what you're doing right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah. man, you know, <laughs> so it's like teaming up is kind of the way, I guess, sometimes. But exactly. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's that's really awesome. Um, so, I mean, what would you say is like your favorite type of let's say it like this. What would be the greatest? Uh, OK, so if you were to get a call from one type of business for the rest of your career, mm -hmm. what would that one type of business be? Oh, man. 
That's a good question. <laughs> that is a really good question. Um, I mean, it's it's really a toss up between a couple different businesses. I like food a lot. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> whenever I work, I just like pack on the pounds because they're like, sure. hey, man, have some food. Have yeah, some look food. at me. Man. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so food. Um, so restaurants, you know, some especially something that's unique, like the Mexican barbecue places or maybe some fusion restaurants, something that's different. You yeah. Know? Um, it's between that. Um, I also am a huge fan of mixed martial arts. Okay. So MMA gyms. Um, it, when I was a when I was a young young lad in you know in college, I was training at a gym in, in Schaumburg, and then I was also kind of doing some media for them too. Okay. So I was producing videos for them, and I I just find that so fascinating. I find that world just amazingly like fascinating because yeah, it's like watching art happen. Exactly. It's, it's, it's fighting it's, and then blood everywhere. And kill, it's a beautiful you know, trying to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> beautiful destruction. Yeah. But um. It's either, yeah, food, MMA, or like I say, you know, veteran-owned businesses, you know, okay. regardless of what they do, whether it's, you know, nonprofit or, you know, a product-based something, service-based something. I really want to um, help people that have a similar background to me. Yeah. Now, have you gotten calls from people that you just don't have a connection with and you just have, you know, have you turned down jobs? There, there has been some um slow down on new clients because i was like spreading myself way too thin yeah definitely um i'd be willing to sit down and talk with just about anybody to see if we line up as far as you know vision yeah well it's important i mean mm -hmm. but uh to date you haven't had somebody you're just like no nah, i'm sorry we can't do it yeah no i i, I fortunately have not you That's know great. ran into that but yeah. i know there will be that time. It'll happen sooner or later. Yeah, where I just I have to say no, and it, it kills me to say no because I'm such yeah. a yes man, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and it's not even just my experience. I mean, I've had this stuff, but dealing with other types of businesses, mm -hmm. one of the biggest regrets that people have, um, and I'm included in this, is taking on somebody that's a toxic type of client. Oh yeah. Somebody yeah. that, uh, you can never please mm -hmm. even if they pay you on time <laughs> and they pay you well and they pay you exactly. It, it always ends up being, uh, not worth it Yeah, because, uh, what, what you end up doing is you start resenting what you do for a living. Oh yeah. You know, and, and that is probably one of the biggest things that that bogs you down and it makes everything that you do just a little less, shiny yeah you know so yeah. so that's uh that's something to definitely keep an eye out for i guess definitely yeah thank you for that because I, <laughs> I don't ever want to find myself in a position where i'm like oh, i hate this oh it's so bad it's so bad <laughs> and and it's so hard yeah because when you're when you're doing something for yourself like and you have a family you have mouths to yeah. feed you know you, you don't want to like tell somebody that's paying you monthly you know or large amounts of money later on for finishing hey you know i can't do this anymore oh yeah you know, now yeah. you just like fired yourself, but it's, it's actually called firing your clients. Yeah. And that's, that's a beneficial, it's a, a euphemism for it. But, um, but yeah, no, that, that definitely, it's something, it's not worth it. Yeah. If you're, if you're not a good fit, you, you, you usually know it. Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cause I, like I said, fortunately I haven't had to deal with that just yet, <laughs> but I know there will be one day where I probably will. Well, yeah. When you get to the point where you're, where you, you're going to get to a point at some point, hopefully, mm -hmm. where it's like um, you're only taking the jobs on that you love. Yeah. You know, and you don't have time for this other stuff, but maybe you have another 
friend or something that you <laughs> can pass them off on. Yeah, exactly. You know? So that's, uh, yeah. But um, no, I, I love talking with people that are kind of in the same type of industry because mm -hmm. talking shop with this type of stuff is really interesting. And um, it's, it's something, especially for the listeners, um, if you ever, for anybody that's running a business, these things are applicable to other parts of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like there's people that have never experienced what I'm talking about right there. And there's people that are screaming at, at their phone right now <laughs> and they're saying, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> yes. And they're, they're revolved because of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's helpful to people. Um, but, uh, so how do you, how do you, what, what would you say is your technique for capturing genuine reactions and emotion in the videos that you do? Exactly what we're doing right now. Asking the right questions, really doing that due diligence of asking the preliminary questions, getting to know these people, getting to know the business owner. Yeah. And then make sure that ma making sure that you have the correct questions to ask. Yeah. Because a lot of the time when I'm conducting interviews, they're like, hold on a second, I got to think about that. That's yeah. a good question, you know, and that's what I'm trying to capture because I'll go, you know, I'll ask questions that really make people think. And I, I know it's hard because the lights are on them and they're yeah. just like a lot of pressure. But I, I, you know, I really try to make them feel relaxed and make it more conversational. Yeah. Yeah. Than like a conducted interview. So sure. just asking the right questions. Yeah. And it's difficult sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, th this one, I, I have, I, I would never come here and waste your time and not have something written down, <laughs> even if I don't look at it. It's, yeah. I need it there just because it's not fair to you. I see. Um, yeah. But, uh, but it's like, uh, it's, yeah, asking the right questions is important. Um, and a lot of times you don't find out what the right questions are until you start talking. Yeah. Uh, but uh, how do you, in uh, that that back and forth because it's a very intimate thing when you're behind the camera mm -hmm. and you're 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 kind of directing somebody to do something yeah um how, how do you navigate that relationship some people are, are very squeamish or weird about being in the camera yeah and or the lights are freaking them out like you said yeah um or they're just nervous people in general yeah how do you deal with that i, I think that naturally um i have a way of getting people to open up to me you know um and going back to the military, sure. During basic training, my bed was like the therapy area for some reason. <laughs> so if guys were getting letters from home about their, you know, girlfriends or something like that, you know, they come up to me like, "You're like, Redding, what do I do?" I'm like, "I don't know what to do," but I'll talk to them. Yeah. And maybe I'll kind of help them come up with a solution. Yeah. And they just people just naturally are like comfortable around opening up to me. So I think maybe that has something to do with it, just like that natural ability that I have. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, if if they need a break or something or something to just kind of cool the nerves, I'm like, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I got all day. I'm here for you. And right. I'm on your time block. So, you know, even if I got to come back another day, I will. It helps when you're getting paid hourly, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Charging by the hour. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, that that's that's very true, though. I mean, I think that it's it's all a lot of it is, is, well, some of it is just natural ability, but, yeah. but a lot of it is just being real. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, if, if your goal is to, to get real, you have to give real. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, like what we're doing right now, I'm talking to you just like a normal thing. We're doing something completely, um, uh, pretty similar, yeah. uh, I would say. But, um, so I asked you a few of these different things mm -hmm. that I had at the end here, but, um, 
what do you enjoy most about what you do, just in general? I, I like the fact that I can help people mm -hmm. because when I'm able to get whatever they have in front of people that could potentially, you know, go and buy their service product, whatever, the fact that I'm helping these business owners out create more business for them to prosper, yeah, that makes me feel so good because I like to see people grow. I like to see people succeed. Yeah. And that's a huge motivating factor to me because it's not, you know, obviously it's my business is how I feed my kids is how I pay for the house. Yeah. But on top of all that, seeing people succeed just brings this awesome just feeling to me that I've, I've impacted somebody's life. Yeah. And I've always kind of been like that. I've always liked to really see people grow, and especially if somebody's having like maybe some personal issues or something like that. If they're, you know, or if they just like need a ride somewhere. Yeah. You know, I got you. You know, I like to help. Yeah. And uh, now another thing that people do in this type of line of work, being the owner of your own thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you do to take care of yourself? Hmm. Take care of myself. <laughs> um, I, for a while, I, I was very regular with being active, like working out and just kind of yeah. being, being active. I've kind of, you know, gotten away from that a little bit. I'm really trying to get back into it because it makes me yeah. feel good. You know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's some physiological stuff that you get to. Oh yeah, sure. Um, take care of myself. You know, I, I just, I like spending time with my kids, learning new things. I like to learn new things. Um, whether it be how to build something or, you know, maybe learning a new, cooked a, a new dish at home, all that stuff that that's like me time. Yeah. You know, is that what grounds you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like cooking, building, you know, and teaching my kids new things. Yeah. New experiences. Yeah. I'm, I'm very similar with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to have other, other passions, other things that you enjoy doing yep. um, to kind of, uh, you know, you can't just focus at one thing yeah. constantly. It's crazy. You drive yourself <laughs> nuts. Um, but uh, in, in a in a parallel universe, what would be uh, another profession that you would do? Hmm. I think probably working with my hands. Okay. Uh, my dad, he uh, he he did tile for a really long time. He had his own business a long you know a while ago when we were I was really young. Okay. Um, and you know for for whatever reason he, you know he for for the better of the family you know he, he went and go work for a company you sure. know, so he can make you know some more immediate money but um i like i like to i like to fix things you know mm -hmm. i like to build things i mean these tables are really cool like this wall i mean yeah i notice all these little things and i'm like you know I, I i get a lot of satisfaction i mean i'm still creating something yeah yeah for sure but um it's like tangible mm -hmm. you know and i like fixing my car too because you know I hate to say, but mechanics are pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Besides of the fun and you know, yeah, the practicality. It is definitely fun to work on yeah. your car. And I, I have a new appreciation for that now. So, yeah, I'd probably, you know, I'd, I'd be building something, working with my hands. Awesome. And uh, now, so, like, I mean, a lot of a lot of creative people are, are I think that that's, you look at something differently than other people. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at, uh, if you're anything like me, I look at those lights and I think, how do I take those apart? You know, how <laughs> yeah. do those things work? Deconstruct it. Yeah. yeah. What does that computer have inside of it? You know, <laughs> that's, that's what I, I do. Yeah. You know, that's how I think of things. And I think of how I could do something that somebody else is doing, mm -hmm. you know? So like if you, uh, were to look towards somebody doing what you're 
planning on doing in five years. Mm -hmm. Who would be the um, who would be your your uh, uh, I guess role model of some sort, or or who can you point to saying that's what I want to be doing? That's the type of style of work that I want to be doing. Mm. You know, something along those lines. That's a really good question because I I have two sides of the spectrum that I look at. Um, there is one director that I just I follow everything he does. Um, Edgar Wright. He did um, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. He did all these funny films that are just like they have some visual comedy, a lot of those elements. Yeah. I like what he does. But then at the same time, like, you know, Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, he's an awesome actor, but I really like the stuff he's produced as far as like the military films go. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, you know, Saving Private Ryan is like it's like first and foremost, yeah. you know, for me. And then, you know, the um, Band of Brothers series, you know, he had a hand in that. And, mm -hmm. you know, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And then the, the, the Pacific, I think it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And just those series. And I think they're working on another one, too, which I'm like super excited for. And this is actually a good year for war movies because there's a couple coming out that I'd like to see. Yeah, those but, are always great. But I, I would say those those two right there is, is who I really look up to as far as, you know, my craft. Now, what do you think about um, Scorsese just came out and said that he thinks that the uh, the comic book movies are, are, are not actually uh, making movies. And then Francis Ford Coppola came out and said, I agree. Say the same thing. What do you think about that? I, I think different strokes. Sure. You know, um, I, I know those guys are more old school. Now, why do you think they said that? I more think importantly? I. So it's, it's a business. Yeah. And I think. Disney and Marvel have really done an awesome job as far as business goes. I mean, I, I like those Marvel movies. I mean, yeah. I look forward well, to them. Yeah, they're made to... Yeah, get you excited. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And like, I was never into comic books. I mean, I always liked the characters, but I never got into comic books. When I started seeing them on screen, I'm like, man, this is my... You know, yeah. this is for me. It's, e it's easy to consume. Yeah. And get, get behind. Exactly. And it's, it's... I think the movies are well done. I mean, they're yeah. so engaging. Like, I can't tell you how many times I cried... Yeah. When I watched Avengers Endgame, because I'm like, oh, my God. I honestly haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I would, I, and I, I don't <laughs> want any spoilers or anything like that. I think yeah. I, I've tried to avoid it, but I haven't seen that one yet. You've done I, a good job so far, man, because they've been out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I look away. Yep. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and that's you're right. There is different strokes and that's total old old guard. Yeah. You know, even though he just came out with, they say, his best. Best work ever with the Irishman. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that too. Yeah, I haven't seen that uh, yet, but um, yeah, it's it's uh it's it's interesting how things change like that though. Yeah, because those are two guys that made arguably some of the greatest movies ever made. For sure. Um, and they're coming at you know the the comic book movies at like it's it's not even art, which people love it and it make, does make a lot of money. It's a business. Oh yeah. Now. I do have a question. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, knowing that it is a business and knowing that there is different strokes, knowing that there's art that will be respected by the people that mm -hmm. you respect. Yep. And then there's there's things that you can do that will make money. Yeah. How do you navigate that? That's a good question, because that's that's something I'm, I, I have to figure out, because as far as the movie industry goes, I'm very green. You know, yeah. I could say I'm very green because I don't know how it works. Yeah. You right. know, but, you know, um, I would say that that's a really difficult path to find yourself on yeah. because obviously you have this creative direction that you really want to achieve. But also at the same time, you need the funds to make it happen. Yeah. And, 
raising money for anything is it's tough. I mean, you really, I mean, people are putting their hard earned money into this thing. They're like, why, why should I choose you to produce this? You know? Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, getting back to, you know, Scorsese and, 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 um, some of the older directors that may not see why these movies are so good is, um, it's also kind of like a recreation of an art already when these gentlemen are and, and, and ladies are coming up with these ideas on their own. Yeah. You know, so they're, they might feel like it's just a, it's a adaptation of a kid's book or something, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of films are adaptations, but I think with those two, those two gentlemen, they've correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I feel like they've come up with all this stuff on their own. Or it worked with writers or, you know, yeah. something like that, you know, like an original idea. And I think that's probably why they're saying that, you know, movies are trash because they're not original. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just like big, flashy visual effects, all this stuff going yeah. on. But on the other side of it, we're seeing stuff now that we don't have in our real world. Yeah. You, know? you actually touched on a really good point that mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what you think. Um because it's arguable that it's actually harder to recreate something that's been done before mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. Over and over and over with the same characters in different lights, mm-hmm. different, um, you know, uh, emotional or whether it's like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, <laughs> I, uh, Mr. Freeze uh, compared to, you know, uh, the, the Batman of like uh, uh, Tim Burton. Oh, know? yeah. So the totally oh, different, way different, totally yeah. different types of styles. Um, do you think that uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, because like you're actually on a smaller level, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if your dream client is doing food videos. Mm-hmm. OK, that has been done before a yeah. million times. How do you do it in a way that's better? And and how does that relate to somebody doing a, a comic book movie over and over? You know what I mean? It's like Man. it's kind of like in the same. Yeah. I, I think that what's that it factor that makes that that, possible? Se- that secret sauce, right? Yeah, right. Man, I, I just think the um, emotional connection you can make with your audience, because when we watch something like I can't go, you know, statistics or anything like that or, yeah. you know, any kind of medical factual stuff. But I mean, I feel like you go on this mental journey when you watch something, you know, because it's something that is visually stimulating. It may not be here. You can't actually touch the food. You can't actually fight alongside Iron Man or whatever. Yeah. But you can put yourself in a place where you almost feel like you're there. Yeah. Yeah. It's that emotional connection that you have with the screen. And I, I feel like whenever I watch a movie, it's just heightened. Yeah. You know, maybe that's my that's my calling. That's my nature, you know. But I feel like when I see something on screen, I can connect with it mm-hmm. as, as much as maybe it's like right then and there. Yeah. Right in front of me, right. Tangible stuff that I can actually touch. So when it's food. Yeah. It's hopefully you're, you're like, <laughs> I wish I could touch that. So yeah, what you exactly. did works. Exactly. Like I want to eat that at this place yeah. because the food looks amazing. I Hopefully the video puts them there. Yeah. Right and that, that's the goal. Yeah. yeah. You know? So that's, uh, that's, that's good. That's, uh, I mean, I could talk about movies and stuff with you all day. Oh, me too. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, I don't even know how long we've been going. I think we, yeah, we've been going for about an hour. Awesome. Um, but uh, okay, so let's talk about your promo. Plug, plug everything. Oh, plug everything. Okay. Do you want me to look at the camera? Do you want me to? You can look wherever you want. Okay. Just, just give them the information. All right. So you can find me at 
r3dopsproductions.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you could just search me on Facebook for that, Instagram. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I do with my kids called The Scrambled Life. It's about family, food, and fun. Um, I also am working on a, um, uh, a collaborating, uh, collaborating with a friend of mine. It's called Intentional Wealth. It's all about entrepreneurship. And, and this is like my elevator pitch for that channel. Do it. This gentleman has spent thousands of dollars on education as far as business and finances, and he is going to just bring it to you for free. So I would check it out. Intentional Ooh. Wealth on YouTube. We're going to be premiering it October 31st. So keep your eyes out for that. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's interesting. So you're, you're getting into that. How did you uh, decide that you wanted to do that? Oh, with the intentional, intentional wealth. wealth yeah. uh, so my um, my friend, uh, another, he's a Navy veteran. Um, he approached me about this. Um, we had met through the real estate investing world, mm-hmm. and um, he had this idea that he's like, I mean, value is at the forefront of of his business. Like, what can I do to provide value for everybody? Yeah. And you know, with business, there is like, I don't want to say there's secrets. There's just things that maybe we don't know that aren't like. Yeah, there's just lessons. Just, exactly. You know, things that stories. Yeah. yeah. Stories, lessons. And um, he's just like, you know, everybody needs to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you want to be a business owner or not, you can benefit from it in every aspect of your life. Yeah. That's what we do with the, um, the, uh, the boss to boss podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a podcast version. Miro, my partner, he interviews, um, you know, entrepreneurs of all different walks. And, you know, they, they basically, some of them have courses, some of them, mm-hmm. you know, have spent, thousands and thousands of dollars like you said on courses um we actually just went to 10x growth con in miami which was cool but you know there's also something to the fact that you know i mean i didn't pay for the ticket i don't think i would have yeah but uh but yeah i mean it's it there's so much out there now with youtube Mm -hmm. and there's so much free content out there that um it's like you have to be you have to be crazy not to try to not to want it, not Absolutely. to look for it, seek mm-hmm. it out. You know, you could learn something about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you could you could learn how to build a, you know, a, a, a nuclear warhead. You know, <laughs> no, it's on the internet. You yeah. know, um, so it's like uh, it's it's crazy. So I mean, last question. So, yeah. what would you say has taught you the most uh, about your craft? What what would you say has given you the most value? out of the experiences that you've had, um, you know, leading up to where you're at now? Failure. Yeah. Because every time I fail, I used to, like, you know, back before I kind of understand what failure is, I would just kind of, you know, take my ball and walk home. Yeah. But instead of, like, you know, falling down and quitting, yeah, I get back up and figure out why did I fail? Mm-hmm. And then whatever that lesson, that lesson I learned from that failure, I'll never, ever, ever do it again. So I think that the most value that I've ever got was from failing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say to people, I don't know the right way, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of the wrong ways. <laughs> so so it helps me a little bit. Yep. Gives you a little bit of an edge. Yep. But uh, yeah, failure definitely is a motivator and it's a, a lesson yep. maker. Absolutely. Um, but uh, Nick, it's it's awesome to have you on, man. Thank we could go on. Me. I'll have you on again. Absolutely. Um, to talk about the other things that you're doing. But um, yeah, so everybody, you know, check them out. It's uh, Nick Redding, Red Ops Production. 
uh, you can uh, you can go on. We'll put the link below. But yeah. it's uh, redopsproductions.com R three D. I had to be that guy. You did it. I know. <laughs> but that's why that's why we have the link below. Yep. <laughs> so you guys check them out. Check out all the work, and um, definitely want to get uh, 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 the link for the best work that you ever did with the. Oh. Yeah. So we'll we'll put that down there too. Cool. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Bye. Cool. Thank you, brother.